You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for Running Around Charlotte, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper. We know the training never stops, not even in the winter, but sometimes we itch for someplace new and different to stretch our legs. If you haven't been to the trails at the U.S. National Whitewater Center, then it's the place you're looking to check out. In addition to its whitewater course and rock climbing walls, the Whitewater Center has a multitude of trails down by the Catawba River that are a great place to run and explore. Today on Running Around Charlotte, we have the Whitewater Center's Director of Brand Experience, Cooper Lambla, to tell us about the trails and also about the center's role in keeping the great outdoors an important part of a growing Charlotte. Welcome, Cooper. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And Jeff uh, Cooper is with us as well. So we got Jeff Cooper Lambla, right? (laughs) (laughs) What is that on the before and after? Right. (laughs) Yep. There you go. All right. So one thing we've always loved about the Whitewater Center is that it's free. Uh, some someone can just pay to park and wander. Well, I guess that makes it not free then, right? If you got to pay to park. But anyway, we'll we'll let that one go. Uh, or you can go to the restaurant, have a beer, explore the trails. But it's also a great place to run. Do a lot of folks take advantage of that? You get a lot of runners out there. Absolutely. Uh, it, for the record, it is free if you ride your bike out. There you Ooh, go. Try that's to, a good point. Go. I try to <laughs> commute right. by bike as much as I can. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, you, you see a ton of runners out there. One of the best feelings is uh, pulling into Whitewater Center Parkway and, you know, the houses give way to the trees and, and the, the natural landscape. And uh, you'll see runners running on the, even the parkway loop, a few mile loop going up and down the side of, uh, of the parkway there. Um, you see a ton of folks out there around the channels and in the trails. I was actually there last night. I did some uh, ice skating, if you could call it that. <laughs> I fell, man. I fell like two minutes in. <laughs> as long as you have the one picture of you up, like actually doing it, you were there and you yeah. did it. <laughs> I, I don't think the fall was recorded. That's um, uh, definitely part of the game, I'd yeah. say. But it was, it was, it, it's, it, I, and it'd been a while since I'd been out there, but it was, it's fun to go out there because it is, it's kind of this escape. You're 10 miles from downtown Charlotte or uptown Charlotte, but you're in an all-natural area with some of the most gorgeous nature, trails, sites. It's very relaxing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's. I think it's it's interesting to hear different people describe why they like to be at the Whitewater Center. And what you see is that I don't think people actually can describe it. They they don't know why, but there's a feeling it is a combination of the nature for sure. I mean, we have over 1,300 acres now out there, and you know, there's a feeling of being surrounded by a, nat- a natural area like that that's hard to describe. And then there's this feeling of being surrounded by that many people just trying to have fun. You yeah. know, they're out there engaged in something, and... I think that that feeling is contagious and they come away feeling revitalized, feeling more in touch with themselves, feeling more at ease, more at peace and just 
a little bit more relaxed. And you get to work out there every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't kid yourself. What's we're uh, we're sitting in uh you know windowless rooms just like oh, we are no. right now. We're <laughs> behind be, the desk, you know, answering emails. Yeah, I gotta go home. But um, so so much to do out there though, right? I yeah. mean, there's there's running. Uh, my son does a lot of mountain biking out there when the trails are open and. Uh, maybe you could talk about that for a minute. The, the trails aren't always open, and, and it has to do with the weather and how wet they are. And so, talk about what goes into making those decisions on when to open and close trails. Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, fifty miles of uh, over fifty miles in our trail system currently, and we're always uh, building that. Um, a large majority of those are single track trails that you know we will open and close based on conditions. So when, you know, the freeze-thaw cycle is going on like it is now, that's certainly something that we have to work through and understand when uh, the trails are in good enough shape to open and when they're going through that cycle uh, in a way that use on those trails will be detrimental in the long term. Um, A lot of rain always is a large part of trail closures. You know, when the trails are saturated and you run or bike on them, then you're creating a pretty big impact. Um, you know, something a lot of people don't know is that one of the largest uh, issues with uh, water quality is runoff and sediment uh, getting in our waterways. So, you know, how we manage our trails impacts uh, the, the water quality on the Catawba River and uh, Long Creek, uh, both which are part of our property. Yeah. And it's um, it's not very flat, so I would imagine that there's a safety issue, too, because when those trails get wet, they get really slippery, too, and it's kind of hard to stay upright when you're going down a, a slick trail. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh... You know, it's part of the part of the game. I think we always, you know, we try to be very clear that if you're if you're you're looking for a safe experience the white center is not a very safe place the the lifestyle <laughs> inherently has a lot of dangers associated yeah. with it um high now risk, high reward, we could though. we could probably have a whole entire uh podcast about what's more dangerous slick trails or running on roads with cars on them i mean there you go <laughs> there's there's dangers all over the world yeah. you, you must uh, i'm just thinking out loud here but i was i was thinking last night and watching the skating and you have people who are dedicated as kind of safety folks around the rink. Somebody falls, they're right there to help them. Are you okay? Is everything okay? And I'm thinking to myself, there are times when people fall and, and you just kind of wonder, like, I wonder how many broken bones, torn ligaments, bloody lips have, you know, kind of left this rink and in, in, in what form? Like, how many times has Medic come out to haul these people off to the hospital to get fixed? But you know, you probably have some sort of medical staff or medical policy, at least, on how to how to respond when people go down and get hurt. Because you're right, it is a high risk. You've got high ropes, you've got um, obstacle and zip lines. The zip lines are another thing. You've got the the white water, which is not a hundred percent. You might get wet. You might get dumped in 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 the water. You definitely will get wet. So yeah, you're definitely <laughs> gonna get wet. So. Yeah, it's, what goes on into all of that—the safety of of uh, the yeah, Whitewater Center. Like I said, I mean, 
the lifestyle is inherently dangerous, and I think that's that's always something that people forget because you know there is a man-made element to a lot of you know the white water, the zip lines, the ropes courses, things like that. Um, but I think you'd be surprised at how many you know the percentage of you know good experiences happen out there oh, yeah. uh, versus you know people coming away with 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 a negative uh, experience. So. We certainly I didn't have. Say it would be negative. <laughs> I want to be clear. No. Sometimes that's a it's a badge of honor, right? Yeah, I, I guess um, <laughs> it's a. It, it goes into how different activities are designed and programmed. It goes yeah. into our operations and the safety personnel that we have on staff and on sure. site at any one time. Um, it's it's certainly a complex process to weigh the um, risk and reward of uh of the lifestyle and it is crazy just to see like how much goes on there and how at any given time like there's just so many things happening like <laughs> the first two or three years i went to the whitewater center i was only on the trails and really didn't even know about like the inside like when you actually go into the center yeah I'm like oh yeah there's something over there but i'm over here on the trail that's great to hear because I'm honestly we we find a lot of folks are in the opposite situation where they're around the Whitewater River, they're at River Jam, and they have no idea that there's over fifty miles of, of trail out there to go explore and and get lost and 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 go for a run on. So yep. that's cool to hear that you're in the the minority there. <laughs> that small group that doesn't go into the building. <laughs> you you spent some time on the trails yourself. You like to run on the trails? Absolutely. Uh, the trails are, you know, one of the most peaceful parts of the entire property and yeah. you getting out there and, and losing yourself in, in your mind. I mean, if, you know, you get out of a, a tough conversation, a, a tough meeting, uh, you're in just a funky headspace. It's hard to be getting out on the trails to clear the clear the mind. And whether that's by foot or on a bike, um, it, they're, they're just a great resource to have in this community. What's the what's the best part, in your opinion, of the trail? Um, I'd say how many trails there are you know i mean yeah. like i said to have over 50 miles within a urban metropolitan area like charlotte that's really unique um partner or, you know couple that with all the rest of the trails within this community um you know lake norman backyard trails rocky river sure. uh you know the list goes on and on we have a really trail rich community here that a lot of people don't, uh, you know, it, that's not on a lot of people's radar. Yeah. Um, so to have that many trails and that diverse of trail styles in one place, and then to be able to jump off the trail and go grab a beer or listen <laughs> to some music or then yeah. go kayaking. I mean, kind of like it's being hard on vacation. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the I, I told you I went ice skating last night. Um, how how long does is is the ice rink open? I would imagine we're probably getting toward the end of ice skating season. Uh, I think we're in the middle of it. Middle you know? of it? We're in January. Kind we're in the middle of winter. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've got hard to tell in Charlotte, but you yeah, know. <laughs> that is very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, we've got ice skating and lights. Um, and. Uh, art installation by local artist Meredith Connolly. Um, both of those are open through middle of February. Okay. And um, 
again, more than just trails and ice skating. We, we talked about high ropes, course, zipline, rock climbing wall. What's your what's your favorite thing to do besides run? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Yeah, I uh, honestly I started well, my interaction with the Whitewater Center started uh, from whitewater kayaking. Um, I started paddling when I was 12 years old and heard about the concept of the Whitewater Center and got involved at a young age. Um, so you know it's hard to be getting out on the whitewater in a whitewater kayak. It's like the most one of the most intimate ways to interact with moving water and, and with white water. Um, but, you know, since working there, I've become a trail runner. I've uh, really gotten into mountain biking. Uh, I love going out on a stand-up paddleboard on the Catawba River, or exploring the, the inner reaches of Long Creek. Um, so I think, you know, any way you get out there, it's been fun uh, to learn how to ice skate. You know, I sure. I never really knew how to do that. I was actually out last night as well, trying right. to learn how to go backwards on ice skates. That's and what I pretty know. cool. <laughs> that is a uh, that's a that's a tricky little uh, maneuver there. Yep. I turned around. I just didn't stay up once I turned around. <laughs> so I, my note. Oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> you. My notes here say something cool about Cuba. What was going on in Cuba? <laughs> <laughs> Something cute. You know, I'll tell you, Cuba has, you know, this is going to be a weird statement, but I think Cuba really is the, the, the truest form of what we're trying to do at the Whitewater Center. When you go to Cuba, people are engaged. They're engaged with one another. They're engaged with whatever they're doing. And you see that human interaction, that community building, that true, the, the truest forms of engagement because they don't have the distractions of, you know, screens in their pockets. They don't have the, dis uh, the distractions that our capitalist society has put in front of us. And everybody is on their front porch. Everybody knows one another. Everybody's engaged in something. And I think that's what we're going for at the Whitewater Center. We went down to uh, Cuba to ride our bikes. Um, mm -hmm. We there's a few of us that you know all looked at each other one day and said, "Hey, it was right after it, you know you're able to travel down there as an American tourist." Um, and we said, "We got to get down there soon before uh, before, before things change." Before you know, change their mind, right? <laughs> and uh, so we all flew into Santiago de Cuba, which is the uh, it's a town down in the southeastern corner of the island really well known for its arts and uh, music culture. And we took off and, and rode over nine or ten days up to uh, Havana and uh, just rode town to town through the island and you know ate some just incredible food, listened to some just amazing music. But the hospitality of, of the, the island was what really blew us away. People, um, I, I've been in countries where they have what we would consider to be less and probably from an economic perspective whether it's the technology or the you know the four bedroom house for <laughs> three people or four people or you know whatever it's just um the thing that strikes me about those societies are the relationships and i think you touched on that a little bit is they're they're probably a happier people because they're 
they're in tune with their neighbors and that it, it's a group of people you're not lonely you're not by yourself you you just you're in a group of people and i think that's cool i had a, a friend from uh ethiopia visit um a couple of years ago and we were in our house at the end of the day he says How, why are we inside and i said i don't know what else what else where else would we be and he said why aren't we outside talking to the neighbor yeah <laughs> i said i don't know we don't do that around here you know like if i went outside i'd be the only one outside because <laughs> everybody else is inside but to your point of everybody's out on their front porch everybody's out to visit and, and have relationships and I, I think that's so important in today's society it was really interesting you know i think uh, we saw it like i mentioned we saw it in every you know area of society that we interacted with and you know it was it really was i i truly believe that the lack of social media the lack of phones the lack of distractions really allow those cultures to engage with themselves a little bit more and and meet the neighbors you know Mm -hmm. instead of you know scrolling on instagram they are you know they're on their front porch scrolling the street you know and they're 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 scanning the street and they're they're chatting with their neighbor about whatever's going on in their their world right there, um, and that's that. I think that's that true form of engagement that I mentioned earlier. And you know, one of the cool things that we experienced was they have this system over there called uh, Casa Particulare, and that is basically Airbnb without the internet. So on our bikes, we would roll into a new town and. You'd roll in, and the the houses that were participating in this would have a specific symbol painted on their mailbox. Mm. So basically like putting your house on Airbnb, you're saying, hey, I've got a room available. And, you know, we'd roll in on our bikes, and a lot of times it'd be nighttime, and we're pretty hungry, and we're all sweaty and looking kind of (laughs) a little bit gnarly. And and we walk up to the door and, you know, ask if if the room is available, and, and it either is or it isn't. There's a set rate across the entire island. And if the room wasn't available, and we experienced this many times, they would take us house to house down their street to all the other people that they knew had a spare room until we found a place to stay. And they'd say, all right, uh, I hope you have a good evening. And they'd head, head home, you know. It was it was true, true community engagement. Yeah, it's awesome. Is that, is that your uh, most epic trip? best experience <laughs> i don't think i don't yeah. think there's ever a a, a a most epic or a favorite out yeah. there they're all just they're all different and unique that that was a trip and you'll have more i'm sure absolutely yeah, yeah we went down and uh we actually shot a film about that trip Did that you? you can find on the the whitewater center's youtube page um along with you know many other adventures but nice. yeah so uh, jumping jumping back to the Whitewater Center, talk about uh, conservation. What what you know you hear that word and you think uh, they you know they preserve the land or they recycle or you know it's kind of a broad stroke term. What what does that mean to the Whitewater Center and how how important is it in the mission? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, environmental stewardship is, you know, it's a stated part of our mission. It's a large part of what we do, and a massive focus for us. 
Um, you know, when we started out, uh, I'm going to get the acreage wrong, but I want to say we were around 200 uh, some odd acres. Um, and that's really the land that Mecklenburg County Parks and Rec leased the organization uh, the, where you see the Whitewater River, where the climbing walls are, where the r restaurant is. Um, and over the years, we've expanded to 1,300 acres, and that's been an effort of the organization to buy different parcels of land uh, surrounding that original um, plot of land to prevent subdivisions from moving in, to prevent uh, you know big warehouses from being built, to prevent clear cutting um, in the area, and you know. Our goal is always to engage people, and if we can engage them in the environment, then we believe that they are going to come away as better stewards for the environment. They're then going to go, uh, you know, recycle. They're then going to go start reducing their environmental footprint because they've developed this close and intimate relationship with the environment. Mm -hmm. So whether that's through, you know, the trail system, whether that's through a paddle on the Catawba River, or whether that's through simply sitting outside and listening to music versus going inside and listening to music everybody hopefully is you know furthering their relationship with the environment and their natural surroundings and they will then be more engaged with those sustainable ideas the you know conservation that we've done of the land is absolutely mission critical for us to allow folks to have that engagement mm -hmm. are are there other ways that the whitewater uh extends its stewardship with with conservation there's i mean you know we recycle there's plenty of different initiatives but i would say that the the main um the main way that we are uh getting people to engage in stewardship uh is is that development of uh, a relationship with with their surroundings yeah that's really cool especially because i've only really been on the trails for most of my time there even when you guys say the trails are closed, and like the first time you said, it, I was like, how dare you close the trail? What do you mean it's closed? The land is right there. And then I was like, okay, hold up. Like the land is not there for you. It's there like with you. So give it some time. It'll be ready. And maybe next time you won't be ready. And it's just kind of like that relationship that you're building instead of this is here for me right now. Absolutely. And it's a really cool thing to see that like what y'all are doing out there with stuff like that. That statement right there shows that you've developed a, at least some level of, you know, a relationship with your surroundings. You know, there's a lot of people that that concept doesn't quite, you know, they don't quite identify with that because they haven't had the opportunity to develop that relationship. So it's great here. So you've got a Whitewater Trail series uh, of events. Whitewater Race Series. The Whitewater Race Series. Absolutely. Something going on almost every weekend. It's a massive schedule. <laughs> and, you know, it, it certainly has more running events than you can, uh, you can handle. Uh, there's paddling events, climbing events, multi-sport events, Cycle. open water swim, cycling. The list goes yeah. on and on. Any, you know, most activities that we engage with at the Whitewater Center, we've probably got an event in the Whitewater Race Series for, for that go. activity. And I think uh, one, of, one of our uh, uh, team members at Run For Your Life is training for a half marathon coming up in a week and a half or something like that. Is that 
Absolutely. Right, spot on with it. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've actually got a half marathon series within the race series itself, and that includes the New South Trail Marathon and Half Marathon. It includes Tuck Fest. It includes Tread Nightly, Tread Brightly, and Wild Vine. That's six. Uh, yeah, six? I'm yeah. not that good at math. <laughs> Wait, when's the next we were one? Told the there new, would be no math. new South. That we... uh, new South is the next one on the half marathon series. Yeah. And when um, is that coming? Up? What's the so date the on that? New South Trail Marathon and Half Marathon is coming up March 28th. March 28th. So it's not too far away. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, and one of the things we really try to do when we're designing the the race series itself is to give uh, guests an opportunity to engage with the series at whatever level they're comfortable with. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants to come out and run their first 5K, then we've got, you know, 5Ks that are much more accessible than something like a trail marathon or mm-hmm. WC50, our ultra trail marathon. And you'll see that we try to do that within each discipline as well. So, you know, multi-sport events, for example, we've got the Whitewater Triathlon, which is as competitive of a triathlon as, as you'd like. But at the same time, we've also got the dry try, which, you know, trades out stand-up paddleboarding for, or trades swimming for stand-up paddleboarding for sure. those that maybe aren't comfortable doing a big open water swim as part of a triathlon. Um, you know, on the, the biking side, we've got short, uh, shorter length biking events as part of a vicious cycle, a, um, or as part of, you know, ride and seek. And then there's also, well, ride and seek is actually a longer one, but yeah. <laughs> then you've got things like the whole enchilada where you're riding every single mile of trail at, mm-hmm. on, on, on property. All right, Tim, what are you doing on the 28th? Seemed like he just challenged know. us yeah, to that I half. Yeah. <laughs> New South Trail half marathon. I um, think you guys should do the full. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That might be a little early in the season for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, go, I, I'll just say this. Um, going to the Whitewater Center, people may feel like if they've never been out there or it's been a long time since they've been there, it's easy to go out there. You just go out, you drive, you stop at the booth. If you want to buy a season parking pass, it covers a year for 50 bucks, I think. Um, or you can pay a day and just check it out for a day. It's six bucks to park. As many as you can fit in the car. You want to ride your bike out. It doesn't cost anything to, to park, right? You can bring your bike. Absolutely. Um, and then, then it's, you're free to go. And there are some activities that are no charge. Trails are no charge. And then there are some things where I think I saw where a day pass was 59 bucks and you can, do anything you want all day long covers everything or it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet of outdoor adventure (laughs) you probably won't last the entire day before you wear out right yeah well we've got you know we got plenty of places where you can uh bail out and grab a beer yep (laughs) awesome so uh any last bits of wisdom advice opportunity get outside engage with one another enjoy enjoy where we're at you know we've got a we've got a really amazing active community here in in uh in this region and uh you know we hope that we can provide a resource uh for folks to to get outside develop that relationship with the environment but you know engage with one another and actually build you know an amazing community and i think we're you know, collectively doing a great job of that between, you know, the Charlotte Marathon, between, you know, 
things like the Whitewater Race Series and, you know, all the events throughout the town. Sure. USNWC.org. Org. That's yeah. the one. And uh, it, probably more information than you can shake a stick at on, <laughs> on there. And if, if you have questions, I'm sure there's a number they can call. Or Absolutely. Once they get out there, there are probably people that are wayfinders and help you get where you want to go. And it's a big place, though. It's a cool place. Very relaxing. Thanks for being with us, Cooper. Thanks for having me. All I right. hope to see you guys out. We'll see you on the rink. <laughs> <laughs> I got to recover from last night first. <laughs> we'll get the backwards thing down. Oh, uh, classic. All I right. appreciate it. Thank you. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, Half Marathon, Relay, 5K, and One Mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your hosts, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte, released every week.